Alright guys, welcome back to the Labrador Energy Podcast. It's me, Dragos, and today I'm sitting down with Foster Yo. Um, you don't know, I don't know if you guys know much about Foster. I think if you're in the comedy scene, uh, you know what he's been what he's been cooking up. Uh, but Foster's currently maybe I'll, I'll let you introduce yourself, Foster. Give us a couple of uh, info on yourself. Yeah, I mean I like you talking me up more than me talking me up. But yeah, I'm starting uh, Berlin's first full time English comedy club. Just the venue where we'll have shows every single night from Monday to Saturday at the beginning, and with Sunday being off, and then later we will have Sunday shows as well. Uh, but that's we we I need a break basically because yeah. right now I'm getting very little sleep. I shaved right. just in case you brought a camera, <laughs> and it's been the first time I've shaved in about a week, and I need to get a haircut today because I'm going to a wedding next week that I need to look presentable for. Okay, perfect. So, so the uh, the emotions are running uh, running strong, yeah? The emotions are running strong. Uh, it's, it's just been, like a lot of it's been a lot of not fun work. It's been mm-hmm. a lot about just getting the people renovating the venue there, right. making sure we have things like curtains for the window, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sound editing stuff so that the neighbors aren't annoyed. Um, Getting all the mics set up, you know, making sure that the bar is set up. Like right now, we don't have a sink, so okay. we can't have shows there because we can't have, uh, we can't clean the glasses, and that's been something that's been ongoing for the last month. So right now, it's been a lot of the boring work. I'm looking forward to the more fun work of actually having comedy shows, promoting it, and things like that, which is happening. Actually, I did a little bit of that today. So okay, it's been fun times. So just to give the audience kind of like a bit of a, a sense of it, so we really are right before the the start of the comedy show. Uh, and to kind of give the audience a, a feel for it, so Berlin, you know, has like the biggest comedy scene in English in continental Europe. Yeah. Uh, but somehow we haven't actually had a, a club that focused purely on stand-up comedy. Right. Uh, there are like places like the Comedy Cafe, mm-hmm. which is more uh, involved in in, in improv, mm-hmm. and a couple other places where just shows that are run within different kind of venues, right? Right. So this would be the first pure stand-up comedy uh, in English venue in, in Berlin. Exactly, exactly. Stand-up comedy every single night, and that's that's our main focus. That's how we advertise the place, that's how we get shows, that's how we get acts. That's what the audience expects when they come, and that's a large part of it, is because I noticed that if you have to go online every single night, let's say today is a, today's a Tuesday, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, today's a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. If I want to go see a show, I have to look online where I want to go see a show, because right. not every show is on Tuesday. Cosmic Comedy is on Monday, right. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, but they're not on Tuesdays. Gamuz is Tuesday, uh, The Nose is Tuesday, but then again, you know, a lot of other shows, like Chris has a show, I think you guys have shows on Mondays a yep, lot of yep. times, but there's just, you have to look up, okay, what night of the week it is, where, like, is a show, and sometimes you might have to travel 20, 30 minutes. Right. Whereas this place, there's just always a show on every single night. There, there's no, there's no go-to reliable kind of place for getting stand-up comedy. Right, right. You have to kind of do your research, right? You have to do your research everything every single time. So that was the thinking is, you know, people who are bored and mm-hmm. you don't really want to think about what they want to do in one mm-hmm. night, they can just go online and be like, okay, uh, either we can go like here, here, here on a different night, or we can just go to the stand-up comedy club night without having to think about it. Yeah, just, and you, every so major scene in like uh, in the world, they have, they have like a, their go-to clubs and they're like staple clubs, right? Right. So you have like the comedy store in LA, you have like the comedy cellar in New York, uh, a couple other ones. The comedy store, I think, is also in... Uh, in you've got, I mean, and there you've got like tens, maybe more than that, every, like that have comedy every single night too. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm, I think I'm lucky that I'm the first one to do it because I think that, well, it's also terrifying in a way, mm-hmm. but it's... Uh, I'm very surprised it doesn't exist already, and I think I was just kind of got lucky being the right person at the right time to do it. Yeah, I think because the thing is, a lot of the times with comedy is, you know, you, it's it's about risk, right? It's also risk mm-hmm. risk taking, um, and I think it's definitely the right time for the scene, given the fact that we have about like you know almost forty to fifty shows happening every week, right? Right. Um, and it, it's you know that element of authenticity of legitim- kind of legitimizes the scene as well, right? 
think so. So and it gives, it, and from my side, it gives more of a chance to promote a lot of the people in the scene. So, like, I, I can do things that right now most people can't do. Since I have the actual venue myself, I can do, like, promotions with, like, cheaper drinks or something like mm-hmm. that if you come to your first show. Or, you know, coupons, things like that. And that can, I can use that to get to a bigger audience than, mm-hmm. like, what's currently done marketing. And so that's, that's one of the ways I wanted to look at it is there's so many people I know who speak English mm-hmm. who love comedy, who've been to maybe one show, and they know of maybe one or two shows that go on. But you know, other than I would say cosmic comedy, there's not a huge marketing budget right. or like an ability to do that. And the reason they're so successful at it is because they get big crowds all the time. They run a few shows per week. Yeah, and yeah. So it's, it's fantastic, and they have a great venue as well. Yeah, and of course, they're also in a different part of the city, so it also helps out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's in the center of the city. I'm in the east part of the city. So it's fun, yeah. Uh, so I think it with regards to maybe the kind of let's kind of dig a bit uh, deeper and try to find out what was the the reason for kind of wanting to start the comedy show. Uh, you know, maybe give us a bit about your background. Okay, my background. I used to have an energy consulting company in Texas, which means I went to a bunch of different energy companies and I did project management stuff okay. for them. And uh, there's nothing to do in Texas, like nothing to do. There's you can you can shoot birds and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, but people here really don't like that. And I, I wasn't a huge fan of that. That's one of the reasons I moved. I, uh, and then I got my master's in business in Leipzig. Mm-hmm. I, I fell in love with Germany. Mm-hmm. I studied abroad in Germany for a semester as well. So I had the German knowledge there as well. And uh, didn't like my job. I was supposed to go into a marketing position that they no longer had ex- in existence mm-hmm. by the time mm-hmm. I was uh, supposed to be promoted. So I quit my job. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to start a company. And I didn't even know I wanted to start a company at, like, I didn't know I wanted to start a comedy club at, at that time. Mm-hmm. I, How many years ago was this? This was about a year ago. This right. happened just a little over a year ago was right. the day I quit my job because it was on Thanksgiving when they said, no, the position doesn't exist. Right. And it's Thanksgiving morning. So I'm having to tell, like, talk to all my family mm-hmm. about how great everything is, like how thankful right. I am for everything. And I just realized that I don't have my job anymore and I no longer have a visa Right. So I'm freaking out at that point. And I had a really good show that night, so it was fun. And uh, then what, what happened? I, so I decided to start a, com- uh, uh, a company. I came up with a few different business ideas. The only two I'll tell you right now is because one I want to see. Mm-hmm. It is beds for dogs in the shape of teddy bears. Okay. I call it the teddy betty. That sounds very marketable. If anyone is listening to this and you can do this, please contact me at foster.yow at thewallcomedy.com. Or just come to a show and just be like, yes, I can help. Let's get a teddy <laughs> betty out there, yeah. Teddy betty. Fantastic idea. Because all other dog beds are pretty rough. Right. That's a pun. <laughs> and uh, a comedy club. Right. And uh, like the, 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 reason, the, the only reason the comedy club came into existence is because I was, I was talking to you and I was talking to mm-hmm. Zach. Mm-hmm. And I was, uh, you know, there was a couple weeks where I was thinking, okay, I'm just going to have to try to move to Munich or Frankfurt or something mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. and be a consultant. I right. consulted to experience. For the like energy a, sector again. From the energy sector, but yeah, but you know, I can I can translate that to the German. I, I speak German as well, so that's not an issue. And I was thinking, okay, what if I just started a comedy show there? Mm-hmm. And that kind of snowballed mm-hmm. into, well, if I did it there, what if I did it somewhere else? What if I did Leipzig or something like that, somewhere close to here, where we you know bring in comedians like once a week or something like that mm-hmm. to promote the place? And then eventually it was just, well, no one has a comedy club in Berlin. Mm-hmm. Let's just see if I can if that's even doable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I came up with that and then I decided I, yet, yet again, if you're listening to this, you probably don't know who I am unless we've met personally. I mm-hmm. don't really market myself that much. I'm not, you know, a world famous comedian. I will never be a world famous comedian. Uh, 
but I was like, how do I attract people to come to the place? Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, what if I had just a really cool wall in the backdrop? Mm -hmm. That was it. So it was called the wall. Then I realized, I woke up, I was very drunk when I came up with that. Mm -hmm. It sounds like a good moment of inspiration. I woke up the next day and was like, okay, so I'm an American, I'm in Berlin, and my goal is to build a wall. <laughs> uh, so that's, that, that, that kind of took over right away. And so now, and then, so I started a company, I named it My Extremely Intelligent Company, Okay. for many fun reasons. <laughs> One of them is because I, uh, I was trying to make fun of like the tech sector, tech sector a bit, right, because right. there's so much startup stuff going on here. I was thinking, you know, you have just crazy company names. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to be president of my extremely intelligent company. Right, right, right. And uh, th that was, I'll, I'll tell you, there, there, there's more of a reason for that that I'll tell you in just a bit. But uh, basically, I, uh, after, f you know, deciding on the actual comedy club called The Wall, and I started, like, getting people involved and things like that, I thought it would be funny because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I'm a president of a company. I'm an American, so I'm an American president. There's another American president who's trying to build a wall. So, and he claimed that Mexico would pay for it. Right. And I was thinking, how hard can that be? <laughs> so, I approached the Mexican embassy and I asked them to like cooperate with me in the wall, and they've still yet to get back to me. Right, okay. Uh, I'm thinking my problem was that I asked them in English, not Spanish. Uh, that might be one of the reasons, yeah. And also, uh, I think you can still push it. I can get them to, you know, at least sponsor like uh, this wall is sponsored. This is the only wall Mexico will sponsor. I just think it would be really funny if, you know, if I did get Mexico to pay for it. I did have come up with a backup plan, though. So the backup plan is, I don't know if you uh, paid attention to the initials of my extremely intelligent company. My being M. Okay. Extremely E. X. Intelligent. Oh, X, Okay. Extremely EX, okay. Intelligent I, Company okay. CO. Oh, okay. So the initial spell out Mexico. Gotcha. Okay, okay. So Mexico is paying for the wall. Technically. Technically, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> technically, an American has moved to Berlin. An American president has moved to Berlin, built a new Berlin wall, and gotten Mexico to pay for it. There you go. Because it's already there, man. It's there. It's built. I mean, you gotta. this is a good story to have as a foundation, man. Especially, you know, Berlin, the city of walls. Time to put some walls back up, right? I don't see I don't see that being controversial in the slightest. I think that everyone just loved the Berlin Wall. Clearly, yeah. that's why so many people visit there every day. I, I think it's I think it's a good name. I think it's very catchy, right? Because it's the kind of place where, um, it, you know, you have to, you want to have like a name that you remember, you know, associated with the place, right? So I, I'm, a, I'm a big supporter of the, of the wall. <laughs> it's also very, uh, very uh, contemporary, culturally relevant. I, I, yeah, I think it's very culturally, culturally relevant. I think it's a funny story behind mm -hmm. the actual comedy club coming up. I think if you're you know, starting a comedy club, you should try to make it funny. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I didn't want to just call it like Foster's Comedy Club. I think that's boring. People yeah. will forget about it. And people would have probably f uh, thought that it's the beer company. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? If anyone, if anyone is from Foster's Beer who's listening to this, I'm willing to sell out. There you go. There you go. It's my name. <laughs> so this is the kind of business, guys. It's, if you guys want to put your logo there, it's happening. I, I, I'm brand loyal to a fault, but like if, with my name, yes. If you're from another beer company, we'll have to talk. But Foster's right away. So, so it's been like about a year now. Like how long has it, uh, so it's the whole process of setting it up, setting out the company, maybe kind of run us through it in a brief manner if, if you can. Well, yeah, first I had to actually get the visa renewed. Mm -hmm. So I had to get a special visa, uh, and I have it with me. I, 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 you'll have to trust me on this because I don't want to get up from away from the, the, yeah. the microphone. The, uh, so when I got, got it renewed, I had to get it specially renewed for a certain business. Mm -hmm. And so I told, them, uh, I told them the comedy club, and I told them that I was going to build a wall and 
when they asked me how I was going to pay for it, I did say Mexico will pay for it. <laughs> they somehow approved it. The German sense of humor. Like, okay, this American guy is... Uh... They didn't... No, but they weren't even... They were like... I mean, I did all this in German. They had no sense of humor about it whatsoever. Right. They was like, how are you going to pay for it? And I just go, Mexico? Yeah. And they just said, okay. And then like a month later, because I had to explain it to a few other people. Uh, especially the Chamber of Commerce. Right. And then eventually they were like, okay, yes. You had to submit financials or something for them to kind of really believe that Mexico will pay for it. Yeah. And I just had to show them like my projections for five years. Right. And having the MBA, the master's in business, helped quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And I think they, once they saw that, they were like, okay, well, he might be joking, but. How long did it take to get, how long did it take to get the visa? Uh, it took me about a month. That's relatively fast. Yeah, it was pretty quick, it, all things considered. They said it would take up to up to eight weeks. Okay. They said expect six to eight weeks, and it only took four. But there was a bit of back and forth. It was uh, not as easy as just like, here's my business plan. Right, right, right. right. Um, and I was just surprised at that, too, because I was told like sometimes they just approve it right away. Right. Like if you have health insurance and you're not going to go on you know, Social Security or no anything like that, yeah, then, then usually they're pretty quick about it. But no, it took, it took a while. There were some probing and things like that. Mm-hmm. Then it was the actual company foundation. Mm-hmm. That took a while as well. That took another month, I would say, at least. Mm-hmm. month and a half. And that was because I had to meet with lawyers to draw up the papers. And then I had to meet with the Chamber of Commerce four separate times. Right. Two times in German. Or the first time it was in German. The next three were in English. Right. To make sure that I could get the name My Extremely Intelligent Company. Because I needed to have Mexico pay for the wall. Okay, otherwise. so you were pretty set on this. I like it. Well, I know because I wanted the uh, name Most Extreme Intelligence Company. Yeah. Because I thought that made more fun of the like tech, right, right, right. like side of. Was things. there an issue getting that? Or? Yeah, they wouldn't let me. Really? <laughs> yeah. So my backup was my extremely intelligent company. Right. Okay. And that worked. So. That worked. So if you're president, if you're moving to Berlin and you want to start a company called Most Extreme Intelligence Company, right. Good luck. <laughs> good luck. They said it was too generic. Right. Okay. Yep. Makes sense. I don't know how that's more generic than my extremely intelligent company, but that's okay. The German logic. Okay. We don't argue. We just felt thankful that they have us here. I did argue. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I, I lost. <laughs> the or or that. I lost, but it was it was fun either way. So, what was the most difficult part out of that? Is this the just the administrative stuff, or like finding the venue? Finding or? the venue was very very difficult. Mm-hmm. We had three venues that we were going on in talks. Two of them were in Prinzlau Beg. And uh, one of them we almost closed on, but that was a complete total renovation into a bar. Right. We needed permission from every single neighbor, basically. Right, right, right. And that, that what was weird is like, at first they were like, yes, we would love a bar. Mm-hmm. It was underground. It was in a basement. Mm-hmm. There was a meter of concrete between us and the next mm-hmm. people. So we could do literally any noise we wanted to. Mm-hmm. Nothing would be an issue. Uh, and then a couple neighbors said no. I think they're a little older, so it took a little time to, to mm-hmm. get back. And... Um, that fell through. And that took, I mean, that process took a month, month and a half. Right. Then found another place where there was a back and forth between us and the owner. And the owner was said at first, yes. And then we were supposed to meet him. And they sent us an email saying we're supposed to meet at the owner's office. Mm-hmm. We went to the owner's office. And then they sent back where, they called us, says, where are you? We're at the venue. Why aren't you here? Mm-hmm. And uh, then we were, they, they were like, we don't trust you. That's it. And oh, that, was, okay. that was annoying as well. And then lastly was, and what was weird about that place is it was... Uh, Where was this? Prince that Lauberg was or? Prince Lauberg. That was uh, kind of north though. Right. Like north Prince Lauberg. The, the, the last place, uh, or the, that place was weird because it, would, it was open for like the last six to eight months. Mm-hmm. They had like two different real estate companies like trying to show us the place. Right. Because they've been showing it so many times and hadn't gotten anyone there. 
So good luck to whoever gets that place, but I don't remember the address. So right, okay, that's fine. So now where is it? Where is it going to be? So now the new one is so the final one is Boxhagen Platz. Okay, it's in Grunbergerstrasse 84. It's right off right off the park. Mm -hmm. uh, we're right on the corner. There's a cool spady right next to it. Don't go there. Buy drinks at my place. <laughs> good, good good advice. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing terrible at the plugging. I'm, I'm trying to plug a lot of other shows and like saying they're great shows, but don't go to them. Go to I mine. Mean, yeah, but you can go to them, but go to mine too. Uh, yeah, I think once we kind of kick it off, it's going to be, and, and again, it's, you know, if it's going to be all over the city. It's, you know, people want to see different things, different places, right? Right. And as you mentioned, yours is there available 20, basically seven days a week or six days a week? Uh, six to start, and then six, hopefully yeah. after the summer, it'll be seven. Yeah. Okay. Good, good strategy. So uh, it took you like, what, three months to find the place? No, it took about five. Five months. So when you actually found the place, it was what, June? No, no. So we, we, I didn't start, I didn't, I was not able to start looking for the place until I had the business finished. Right. Because so, I had to uh, get the real estate advisors mm -hmm. after the business. So I think we started in March. Right. It was either late March or early April mm -hmm. because I didn't do the visa application until I think the end of January. Right, gotcha. So I lost the job. I was looking for a consulting job, figuring right. out what business to do for a couple months. Mm -hmm. Then uh, do the visa renewal once I knew what I was going to do. Then start uh, the starting of the company, mm -hmm. which I've had a company in the U.S. as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, that took two days. Here it took a month and a half. Yeah, because the, the system, the process, the initiative stuff is still very backwards here, right? Uh, it's just, yeah, it's, just, I wouldn't say backwards. It's just very male dependent. Right. Okay. Like physical mail. So I'll, you go to the lawyer, they mail it off to the, uh, to the courts mm. and then they mail it back and all that. And that takes just a number of weeks. Right. And you have to get the right person at the right time. And then you have to pay fees. And you know, I get a letter. I don't get it. They send a letter out, mm -hmm. for example, in the mail, it comes to me the next day. I might not receive it that day. I might get it the day afterwards. I get it. It's another day. Pay the, pay, pay the bill, right. which you have to do through the letter as well. Yet again, two more days, they get right. it. The next day, it's transferred. So something that you could do on an email in an, in an hour takes a week. I think we're getting an idea why nobody started something so far. <laughs> well, this is my first company in Germany, and I was like, yeah, it so, can't be that hard. It's a lot and of jumping through hoops for you, right? I was hoping to open, like, I think my, my original opening like plan mm -hmm. was September. Right. And uh, I think I got this place in... I think mid-September, mm -hmm. and uh, I've had it for, yeah, because I've had it for four months now. Right, so just for point of reference, it, uh, this is December at the moment, 17th. December 17th? It is the 17th. 17th, yeah. We have Christmas in a week and a day. Yeah, that's true. It's coming, coming, coming very fast. I'm at, I haven't done as many shows recently as I want to, because all like my, my favorite joke is my Christmas joke. You got to get into the open mics again, man. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to go tomorrow. We'll see. If I have time tomorrow, Yeah, I'll joke go. time's tomorrow, um, and so a couple other ones, but it's been slowing down a bit now because of the Christmas area. Right, right. Um, okay, so basically you found the place, you signed the contract in September, and you started renovating, yeah? Yeah, I started renovating about two, three weeks later. Okay. Because we had to get the alcohol license. Mm -hmm. How, is that a long process? Uh, took... Another six weeks, I would say. Okay. That came through uh, middle of November, but I had the, I had everything done. I think at the beginning of November, mm -hmm. but they wouldn't approve it for another two weeks. Right. So that started. That started mid September, ended like at the end of October. Right. Okay. So it was six weeks total. So that almost fell through as well. Right. Were there any particular conditions required for that? Or? Yeah, there was one. Uh, so my visa says that I'm literally only allowed to be here if I do the wall. Right. So if I'm build a wall, so right. I'm only allowed to be in Berlin if I build a new Berlin wall. Right. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, they'll kick me out of the country unless I build a Berlin Wall, <laughs> which I think is hilarious. I might be the only one, but I don't care. Um, the company is called My Extremely Intelligent Company. Mm -hmm. They saw that, and they saw the wall, and they said no. 
Really? Yes. The, the, the guys that were like, yeah, this, fuck this guy. Uh, the liquor license people. The liquor license people were like, you can't do this. You're only allowed to be here for the wall. And right. I was like, come on, guys. Oh, they thought it was a literal wall. Yeah, well, no, they did because it says, like, I'm only here to do the wall. And they're like, what's the bar? Okay. Because right. I was like, the bar's not going to be called that. The bar's going right. to be called the wall. Right. And then eventually it clicked. And it was it was it was the most like heart stopping thirty minutes of my life because right, 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 it's right, in right. German they don't speak English and I, they, oh, I don't think they God. should speak English. I'm trying to argue my way out of like having to go to the <sighs> uh, the foreign office again to wait into the in, for another eight nine hours so it seems to like get the, the liquor license and then have to come back and do this whole process again. The biggest obstacle has been like really pushing you your vision for the wall. <laughs> It's just been, I, you know, I've been getting a lot of pushback for building a new wall in Berlin, That's, but it's been... <laughs> makes sense. I, it's the German sense of humor is not quite with you. Well, yeah, that's that's scary. Starting a comedy club where the sense of humor is not... I mean, it's a good story because, like, again, you're really pushing the sense of humor through through the German, uh, you know, legislative system. <clears throat> they they accepted it. They, was, they were resi- resistant at first, but then, you know, they, they, they said yes, please. Okay. So, so what's the, for example, now, tell us a bit more about how the club is going to look. Like, what's the setup? What's the, you know, like, size and uh, a bit more details on the actual venue. So, you've, you've, you have a whole new room. This was, used, to be, used to be a bar before? What, uh... It used to be. So, it was a couple things before. So, two times ago, it was a live music jazz cafe bar mm-hmm. called Sofa Bar. Right. Then it was Dusselmeyer, which was kind of like a cafe kitchen sort of thing. Right. And now it is a comedy club. Okay. Uh, the room is it's it's kind of two rooms. It's got like the front area and more of the back area. Mm-hmm. And overall, it seats about eighty people. Right. Okay. That's a, good, front, that's a good amount for a start. It's a good amount. I think we can squeeze a few more people mm-hmm. in there now. Right now, I have seventy eight chairs. Okay. Uh, now they're not all put together. They're not all, not all lined up because there's a lot more stuff being done. Right. Like the lighting's not installed yet. Uh, the curtain it installed for the one window that we mm-hmm. have. A lot of the soundproofing for the walls. Mm-hmm. I mean, all that's done, but there's we're doing more because we want to make sure that you know the sound design is perfect as right. well. So, so I haven't anything. actually been to the venue. So is it the walking down into like a basement type of? Uh, no, it's just or? a ground level. Okay, perfect. Just ground level, uh, which is also easier for you know, yeah, you disability walk-ins. access, yeah, 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 and yeah, things like that. And we have the best uh, handicap bathroom I've ever seen. It's okay. huge. It's the size. How, how, how big of a room are we in right now, Dragos? Uh, it's a pretty big room for Berlin. Uh, it's basically three of my Japanese apartments. In this okay, room. well then uh, the size of the... I think it's like 35 square meters, I guess. Then the size of the, the handicapped bathroom is one of the Japanese apartments. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's, that's, that's good size. <laughs> it is much bigger than this carpet. Would you say, does at. it look too... Light? Does it, what, what room does it remind you of in Berlin, the comedy rooms? Uh, Mad Monkey. Oh, Mad Monkey, okay. okay. That's a, that's it's, a very room, sim- yeah. it's very similar to that. The only difference is the bars in the front, not the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a green room. Well, there's a green room in Mad Monkey as well, and the green room at mine's a bit bigger, but we're gonna use it for storage and stuff like that. Right, right, right. And the where we sort of like that. drinks and things like that. Okay. Because we have a basement as well, but it's kind of hard to get to. So just like, if we think we're gonna run out of something that night, it gets brought up to the green room, mm-hmm. and then other stuff is just stored in the. In well, the you basement. gotta watch out for the comedians. You put them in the green room with alcohol. I'm worried about that. I'm yeah, worried about that. Hands, yeah, I think it's, it'll be fine. I think it'll be fine too. I'm not too worried. I'm thinking about yeah. literally just putting a curtain. Yeah, yeah, that should be fine. I'm not, no issues at all. It's not like you know, everybody's very polite and whatnot. Um, I, I haven't seen anything like that happen yet where the comedians steal stuff. Nah, it hasn't, it hasn't gotten to that place yet. Yeah, so everybody, tight. the majority of the comedians still have jobs. Yeah. So it hasn't got to the point where like you know your only way of sustaining yourself is you know the the, the, the rattlers at the back of the green room. Yeah. Well, yet yeah. again, it's like the uh, again at Cosmic, you can go into that back room next to where they yeah. the store yeah, yeah, yeah. of the bar. Never seen anyone take anything. No, no, of course, I don't see why. 
I think people are just happy enough to get spots all yeah, the time. Yeah, sure. And, and yeah, so how is that kind of, kind of how has it been received by the comedians in the scene? Much better than I expected. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be a hard sell for me to get a bunch of comedians on board. And so far, no one has said no. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's always good. And I've had other people approach me and ask after I've already filled the, the, the shows up. And that's been difficult as well because, you know, I'm trying to get people who I've, you know, just seen before or know mm-hmm, around the mm-hmm, scene mm-hmm. who can get full rooms all mm-hmm. the time. And I asked them first. Uh, this was like the first place that fell through. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got that done, mm-hmm. you know, when we had a week left, when it was like, okay, we'll find out next week. Right. And I'm like, okay, I need to start promoting it now. I need to get the comedians mm-hmm. on board. We need to make the website. We need to get the social media at least joined. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they were like, no, it fell through. Right. So I have a lineup full of, you know, comedians, comedians right. who are all on board, ready mm-hmm. to go. Monday through Saturday is all done. Uh, and then I'm like, okay, guys, sorry. Uh, yeah, it's, that place fell through. I think people are very supportive because again, the idea is they actually have you know direct uh, access to the person that runs the place, right? Because mm-hmm. I think with a lot of these other clubs, it's like there's always like a bit of a degree of separation. Mm-hmm. Like, as there's a producer of the show and then the person that actually manages to run the bars, you don't really know, right? Right. So you always kind of like uh, there's always this like um, floating person that can take decisions that can affect your whole show that you have no access or you know. Uh, control or any form of interaction with right right and that was one of my goals as well is to provide a place where it's easy to run a show yeah because you'll get a lot of support from from me in terms of you know media and marketing I've been emailing Mm -hmm. journalists uh, and like press people and like doing just trying to get like websites Mm -hmm. that show different venues in Berlin with you know the tagline American president moves to Berlin builds wall has Mexico pay for it which I still think is funny. I don't care if you do. I think, I think it's, it's it works. <laughs> I was gonna say I think you know the way the things go, and you can you might get at least uh, five more years out of that uh, out of that joke with uh, Trump winning the next. Uh... Well, that's the beauty of it is is that if he gets impeached tomorrow, right? Which I mean, he's already been impeached now, but he's if he gets thrown out of all office, has he been impeached? He's been impeached by the House, I believe. But right. he doesn't. He's not going to get thrown out. Right, right. I haven't checked it out. Because that's uh... the Senate. Yeah, because it doesn't matter because right. the Senate's not going to throw him out. Right, right. Uh, but if he gets uh, unelected next year, someone else gets elected, then this is just, you know, the website's all about the fall of the Berlin Wall yeah, and the yeah, celebration yeah, of course, after of course, that, of course, which of is kind of what the whole theme of the bar right, is. Right, right, right. And I think it's really good for tourists as well, right? Yeah, you get local you get local Berlin beer, local Berlin drinks, mm-hmm. uh, and then you get like the really cool atmosphere and you get to find out a lot about, you know, what it's like to live in Berlin from yeah, like yeah, comedians yeah. who are doing comedy about Berlin a lot of the time. Yeah, I think the social aspect is going to be really good. And I think that's the other thing you can kind of explore. How can you like do more social events there for you yeah. know, these kind of people that want to learn about it? Well, a lot of it too is, you know, a lot of people are going to want to visit Berlin, get like a feel for what it's like to live in the city. Right. But they're only here for a couple of days. And especially a lot of them don't speak German. A lot of them don't speak German. So Most, I would say, don't speak the German. The go-to place for English And this is a perfect way to get like a feel for like living in the city in one night mm-hmm. where you have local drinks, hopefully a lot of them. You don't have to drink all the drinks. You can mm-hmm. buy them. Yeah, yeah I just course. want to be clear. You can buy a hundred drinks and just like just give just them, them to up. charity. I don't know. Yeah, or just donate them to the comedians. <laughs> donate them to the comedians, yeah. Uh, I was gonna say. So what's the what, so what's the kind of uh, the running uh, time that you have now? You thinking of opening like six p.m., five p.m.? What's kind of what's the vision you have for like the uh, at the start? Open at eight p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, show at nine to eleven. Mm-hmm. Close at one. Okay. Eventually, uh, we need to get additional licensing for it. We want to have karaoke starting at midnight. Mm-hmm. That will not be until probably the summer. Right. Uh, then we will be open until probably on on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, until about three mm-hmm. Thursday if the, Friday, if the karaoke Saturday. thing comes true 
when it comes through. Right. Yet again, we've taken all the precautions to soundproof it, so that's not an issue right. anymore. We just need the uh, licensing. We need the people to test it so they can verify what we've mm -hmm. done. And then, uh, yeah, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, open later, basically. Mm -hmm. Is there a blocker for like if somebody, let's say, um, you don't get the karaoke thing, uh, but then you can do two shows, one you know ending at 11, uh, the other one starting at 11.30 to like 1. My worry with that is that I have not seen crowds that want to stay every single night. You yeah, know, I, mean, I think during during the week as well. It's my. I mean, they're, they're trying something now with wait what? What I would rather do is a show before. Mm -hmm. Before. Uh, so if we do instead of so we have our main show at nine to eleven, have mm -hmm. like a show from like six to eight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's possible as well. I guess. And you have. I mean, uh, there's a couple of uh, clubs in in London, for example, like the Bill Murray. Mm -hmm. uh, they do shows at five p.m. in the afternoon as well. Yeah. Sometimes they have tourists, they have people, you know, and they kind of like let comedians do their solos or whatever. Right. Um, so that's also an option. And they do have classes during the day. Uh, again, it depends on what your capacity is to kind of run all the stuff throughout the... But that's the issue. And I think that's, you know, I, I, I love the thinking of, you know, what are we going to do before the shows? Yeah, what are yeah. we going to do after the shows? But I mean, the first priority is this is a comedy club. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. get the shows done right. Let's make sure that the comedians are happy with the running of the show, how right. things are going. Right. Let's make sure the neighbors understand how we're doing things so that they're cool with it. Mm -hmm. So far, I've gotten a great response from them. Mm -hmm. uh, I got a note the other day saying because uh, some of the people doing the construction mm -hmm. didn't leave the trash out properly, mm -hmm. and so I found out about that. And then, then like two hours later, I f figured out how to fix it. Right. And I told all the neighbors, really sorry that the, you know the people who are making the place so it's soundproof, so you don't have any worries about right. it, uh, didn't dispose of the trash properly. And I got a lovely note saying, "Oh my God, thank you so much. We didn't even notice." Right. No, that was that was great. Yeah, that's that's great. I think you have to have a good relationship with the location, with the people there as well, right? Because you know mm -hmm. they've been known to people in Germany. For those of you that don't know, if you're loud after 10 p.m., they will throw water out the window. Yes, and that's another thing is we need to make sure that a regular audience understands that you can't go outside, smoke, yeah, and be yeah. loud. Things like that. The good thing is we're so close to the park that right. it's just go to the park, come perfect, back. Perfect. Do your um, do your thing there. There's, I mean, yet again, I a lot of comedy places have places outside mm -hmm. to sit and things like that. And I was thinking about doing that, but I decided my goal is to not encourage people to be outside right. out front. Right. And so whatever I can do to kind of discourage that right. is probably better than yeah. So like else. discourage you like said people bringing in drinks from the spetty and all that kind of stuff. Well, not not I'm, I'm worried about that. I mean, right. of course, you know, we we would rather you not bring drinks in from the Shvedi outside. Yeah, we would want you to buy all of your drinks from us. We have you know a wide assortment of drinks. Right. Affordable selling drinks. It. Affordable drinks. We we got we got some good, inexpensive, but mm -hmm. fantastic beer. We've also got you know colas and other things mm -hmm. and wines and liquors and stuff. Um, and if you do go smoke at the park, I mean, mm -hmm. the, the idea is that we don't leave an ashtray out so mm -hmm. you can smoke out front. Mm -hmm. We don't have chairs so you can right. chill out front at like right, 11 right. p.m. Uh, we don't have an awning out front because, you know, if it's raining and you want to smoke outside, right. we don't want you to be there where the neighbors can be upset right. about it. So, us, you know, we, we want to make sure that it's, it, it's enjoyable for everyone involved. Right. Uh, let's talk a bit more about the, like the, because I think that one of the, the important thing here for me as a comedian and for a lot of the comedians in this scene is going to be like the relationship with the comedians, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so what's your expectations like from how do you, ex you see this relationship developing from, you know, yourself being a comedian as well, right. being the owner of the bar as well. And how do you kind of, uh, what's your expectation of this relationship going forward? Well, I'm trying to provide the comedians what ne they need to put on the best shows possible because I want to create a kind of a reputation mm -hmm. where you're going to, whenever you come to my place, you're going to have a fantastic show, mm -hmm. you're going to have fantastic comedians. But at the same time, if they need something from me, I want to keep them happy. Mm -hmm. Happy comedians put on better shows. Right. If I also create a reputation where 
working with the people like working with mm-hmm. me that's going to mean you know five years down the road mm-hmm. let's say half of my hosts either move to different cities or start touring mm-hmm. or want to do something like that filling those spots is going to be a lot easier mm-hmm. if i have a good reputation mm-hmm. so that's i mean that's my goal is try to be transparent with like how i work with what right. things are going on uh you know, be be clear with not just you know with you. Mm-hmm. I want I want to, I want to make sure that everyone knows you know exactly what to expect when working mm-hmm. with me. That way you know, you know that way there's no surprises or I'm not like a venue where it's mm-hmm. like okay you you are with me until you can find somewhere better. So I want to be the best place that you can come just in terms of relationship wise. Is that what you mean? Uh, yeah, that's what I mean. And also like I think uh, one thing that because I you know what I foresee happening is you once you have a full time comedy club, it's gonna really feed into growing the seat, right? Right. So you're gonna have more people trying to become comedians. They're gonna be have more people trying to get on stage. You know, if when when the wall becomes the go to place for comedy in Berlin, let's say like the comedy store. Hopefully, hopefully be, it does. But which I, which I, I'm sure it's gonna go in that direction. <laughs> Hopefully, no. Yet again, hopefully it does. But again, I think that's one step at a time. We got we got a long way exactly. to go before so, we get there. And in that situation, like let's say you get overflooded with comedians, more people. I uh, just wanted to kind of ask, like for example, you know, what's the ratio of open mics to paid shows? Uh, how are people going to audition to be part of the club? Are you the one making these decisions? Is the showrunner making the decisions? How does that look from your perspective? Because actually, you know, I'm getting a lot of messages from people, especially after I've done this tour on Europe, about like, you know, if I want to be serious about comedy, what should I do? Mm-hmm. And then one answer I've given them is you have to move where there's a scene. Yep. And if you want to move in Europe now, that the most reliable place where you can move, especially with this Brexit situation, is Berlin. Then you have Prague and then Barcelona, but Berlin is still the number one place, right? Mm-hmm. So then you know you're gonna have to, you're gonna start seeing this the same thing that's in New York and like LA, London, you know, hierarchy, you know, more experienced comedians, less experienced comedians, and how do we kind of like um, navigate that? So I was just trying to figure out from your perspective, if a new comedian is coming to the club, do they have to you know basically buddy up to you? Do they have to talk to the promoters? What's the vision there? The vision there is, as of right now, mm-hmm. do not talk to me because mm-hmm. I'm not in charge of that. Right. I have the show hosts, and mm-hmm. they run the shows very, very independently from me. Mm-hmm. There are maybe a couple of rules mm-hmm. basically saying don't have the show go from 9 to 12.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Keep them within a two-hour mm-hmm. range. Uh, make sure it's a comedy show, mm-hmm. not you know a comedy musical act show right now. Right. Uh, but that's also because we need to... We are not allowed to have live music after 10 p.m. Right. yet with the licensing right. that will be coming in June. Mm-hmm. Well, I, hopefully the license comes in like two months. But mm-hmm. yet again, I've, I've, I'm, my goal is to apply for that uh, Friday. Mm-hmm. Okay, there you go. We'll see. Uh, yet again, the place is it, it's, it's been renovated to where it can handle it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just need them to test it, and that will take time. So, so basically, the showrunners, the producers, the, the ones that the, the, the showrunners. I, I want to create a separation between me mm-hmm. and the comedy mm-hmm. scene. Mm-hmm. I am a venue like holder mm-hmm. who is there to promote the comedy scene. Right. I don't want to control who gets what mm-hmm. at any level whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I think there's even though i do comedy you've heard my comedy i have yeah, the yeah, same yeah. five to ten minutes right, right, right. that's it it's right. very it's very non-controversial mm-hmm. i would say i would say this is by far the most controversial thing i'm doing just the whole building wall right, thing. right right um and you know i have a very limited audience in mm-hmm. terms of my comedy i don't know all the different you know types of audience that mm-hmm. are out there so i wanted to bring in a big group of people who mm-hmm know like all the different audience because yet again the, the whole idea is to get everyone talking about it and right. everyone liking it right. and then once you know more and more people talk about it the more people can find out about it and uh, so uh, yeah, a lot of it I leave up to the hosts right, okay, so perfect. if you're if you're if you're up and coming you know you can say hi to me mm-hmm. 
I'm not going to really be able to help. Right. And I'm not going to hurt. It's and not going to be the, the kind point. of situation where I know Foster, so I'm going to get a spot. Exactly. Yeah. I do not control that at all. Right. Okay. So, uh, how many? What's the current setup for the? You know, you've kind of spoken with the comedians. You have shows. Uh, you know, six, uh, seven days a week. Uh, do you have mostly open mics? Do you have paid shows, uh, featured shows, or have you not figured that out yet? Uh, so on Saturdays, it looks like we're doing mainly paid shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Fridays, right now, it is uh, Adorable Creature, so it's an open mic. Mm-hmm. Um, Thursday is a somewhat open mic. Uh, it's called Knockout Comedy. Okay. Uh, it's been explained to me twice. It was a really cool concept. I loved the. I loved it, but I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly the details. Who's the who runs it? Uh, Anna and Oliver. Okay. Wednesdays we're doing a showcase okay. uh, with Gutierrez. Mm-hmm. Tuesday we're doing if you if you if you ever want to try comedy, Tuesday is the perfect night to come. Right. It is you show up, you sign up that night. You show up, sign up, okay. And uh, that is by uh, Vidura and Gina. Okay. And then Monday is comedy therapy, mm-hmm. and that's I mean that's technically an open mic, but I I think Lena's still kind of it's Lena's doing it, so she's still, yeah, she's still kind she of she wants curious. people who wants some experience because right, it's right, been longer right. sets. I think it's what ten minutes now we need to. Uh yeah, and also you have to be able to kind of handle a bit of improv on at the end of the show because it's answering quick people's questions, right? Yeah, that's right. and that's where I discovered that the most fun thing about me and the current American president is that uh, I, I I'm not sure he's an actual. I think he's a make believe billionaire, mm-hmm. and I'm an actual billionaire. Right, right, right. In one currency, which is Deutschmarks. There you go, Deutschmarks. They cost like two euros a piece. But I'm go. pretty sure he's in debt. But I don't right. know. Right. I could right. be right or wrong. <laughs> um, okay, so basically in that situation, then you have you know majority open mics, so accessible to a lot of people. And as you mentioned, uh, depending on how things go, there be, might be possibilities to. Because the thing that I was thinking, you know, obviously I want to be very positive and very, um, uh, you know, have like think big and you know expect success, right? Um, so I think if you have a situation where let's say shows are packed, packed, packed. And you you consider a situation where you do like uh, open mics from seven seven thirty till until the main show. I would actually probably start doing more paid shows. Okay, and that's more for the comedian's sake than anything else. Perfect. Because yet again, the the biggest issue right now with doing paid shows mm-hmm. versus doing donation shows, mm-hmm. which are still technically paid shows because you get paid at the yeah, end, yeah. is the audience size. Mm-hmm. And you know if until you really get a brand recognition and a reputation, it's difficult to do paid shows right away. Yeah. And so that's kind of the, the struggle right there. But I would like the audience. I, I mean, I would like the comedians to get paid more too because yeah. you guys. I'm, I'm yet again. If I create a relationship where if you get make more money doing my show, I'm going to get right. better shows. Right, 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 right. Um, and also, you'll, you'll be able to help me out in terms of marketing the venue, and you mm-hmm. guys will have more money to market yourselves. Right. And then yet again, if someone blows up and goes famous or something like that, it goes viral or anything like that, mm-hmm. and then you just happen to mention me yeah. being a small part of that, mm-hmm. or even the Berlin scene. That helps everyone. That's the thing. The more you invest in growing the scene, the more you invest in growing your own particular you know, opportunities, exactly. right? Uh, yeah. So in that situation, like I do like the fact that you know it's about growing and supporting the comedians, uh, and about uh, let's say kind of like helping the comedians get some material viral. You can provide any filming facilities to help them film the sets, be with the backdrop, or how's it look? Yes. So with the filming is done, uh, having lights and a camera all mm-hmm. on kind of a high thing. Mm-hmm. I don't really know the technical term for it. But uh, they'll be filmed and uh, held by a Dropbox. Right. Uh, very similar to Cosmic Comedy. Right. And uh, give you access to it and then ask you don't, you know, share other people's. Right. Okay. Uh, and I mean, that, that's for the venue as well. Uh, trying to do, yet again, this is trying to, you know, set up social media pages mm-hmm. where you can see some of the hosts or some mm-hmm. of the people who mm-hmm. come regularly. So on the so you know what to expect on each right. night because each night will be slightly different. Mm-hmm. You might like someone's style of comedy a little bit more than someone else's, 
And uh, I, that, that's always been a fear of mine going to a comedy show is I never know if I'm going to like the host style or not. Right. And most of the hosts here I absolutely love. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I can understand, you know, they're, 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 there's famous stand-up comedians who I'm not in love with. Right. And so I would like to know exactly what kind of comedy mm-hmm. okay. I would see. Uh, for example, with regards to, uh, like I said, just putting videos online for the comedians with the club, probably gonna be like a YouTube page or something, right? Right, that's already set up. Right. Uh, the only reason that's not active right now is because the uh, venue is still doing re- uh, renovations. There's, right. no light, there's no lighting yet, and mm-hmm. I don't really think it makes sense to take a lot of pictures in a place where you can't mm-hmm. see. Okay, perfect. Yeah, and hopefully we can set up like a podcasting room where we can film more stuff and get more stuff out there, right? Right, and that should be done. I mean, that'll be done by New Year's, uh, worst comes to worst, uh, but that's hopefully will be done this week as well. Okay, awesome. And, and for the podcast, because the podcast, what we need to do is put all the sound dampening material up, mm-hmm. and that arrived yesterday. Right. Uh, basically, they told me how much I needed, mm-hmm. and so I doubled it. Right. Okay, just in case you <laughs> want to make sure it doesn't... And I'll double it again if it needs to, but right. that should be fine. Right. So, yeah, are you thinking of starting like a, the, like a wall podcast this week on the wall or like something of the sorts? Or that just... is definitely something, especially during the day, we're trying to find more mm-hmm. and more stuff to do. But right. right now, the focus is right now, make sure the comedy shows are running, mm-hmm. running properly, mm-hmm. and then go on to step two. Yeah, that's a, good, that's a good strategy. Make sure that your main kind of focus is achieved. Mm-hmm. and it works well and then kind of you know basically cascade out of that into different things and once that's working well enough where I'm happy with it mm-hmm. then we move on to other stuff okay until perfect. that's until that's done and that I mean uh, I'm working with enough people who've done this for so long mm-hmm. that I'm not too worried about at least the shows themselves running like the production yeah, yeah, yeah production of them uh, but you know I don't want to you know jump to step two before step one is no right. that's big. I think it's good to dream big and like have big kind of goals but then you still have to kind of go granular like step by step right right Okay, awesome. Well, let's see what uh, what kind of happens. Let's see what, how long. We're about 40 minutes in. Do you still have time? I've got a few more minutes. Okay. Uh, yet again today, I'm trying to... Uh, today's my kind of off day. Mm-hmm. So, uh, generally, overall, you know, it's been a long road. A lot of work put in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's exciting to kind of see it kind of take off in the next couple of uh, weeks, I guess. Uh, so, official opening right now is scheduled for... I'm just going to say January. Okay. I don't want to promise anything. That Drop a date. I don't want to drop a date yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it should be announced. Social media marketing should start in the next week, mm-hmm. I would say. Uh, but it really depends on if we can get photos taken of it. Because yet again, I'll be a bit busy next week, uh, especially during the holidays. Right. So it, it might be the week after that that we really start doing the social media push mm-hmm. right around New Year's, around that area. Right. Um, and then, you know, trying to start. I mean, I, I was, uh, I've just started really, you know, contacting other media people mm-hmm. over the last week and a half, right. two weeks. Uh, and kind of positive response, which I'm very happy about. So and that good. area as well. Is there any other show being run in that area at the moment? I think Ori's show uh, was around there, right? Uh, I think Ori's is close by. Yeah, but Ori's Tyrone's, Tyrone's Thursday show is there. The uh, the Susver Gessen. Yeah. Right. Okay. It's yeah. a good show too, but we have a fantastic show on Thursdays as well. I just want you guys. I just want you to be aware of it. Yeah, yeah. I think fantastic I, show. Tyrone's running uh, every other Saturday at my place because he's okay. a great host. But we also have a show. And I think there's enough people Support in that everyone. area to kind of, you know, basically... Uh, Go to both. Yeah, I think, that's what, that's what I, think. I think we're... I think if anything, we're underestimating the amount of demand there's going to be. Uh, especially well, with... Well, that's, that's the thing is there's so many people I've worked with that mm-hmm. English-speaking co- uh, companies, so many people I, you know, I, I'm, at, I'm a member of the factory mm-hmm. and so many... Everyone there speaks English. You yeah. have to speak English otherwise yeah. they don't let you in. And... Maybe five percent of the people there have heard of comedy. Familiar, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, like, like, like you said, it's uh, this whole kind of like you know, in 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 the in Berlin specifically, if you speak English well enough to kind of understand kind of comedy, you're probably you know middle class, upper middle class, I guess, 
but mostly middle class kind of like tech type of people mm-hmm. with disposable income. So I do, f- you know, look forward for, you know, kind of growing into that space where a lot of the shows are paid and, you know, the, the scene kind of starts growing from that. Because that's really legitimize the, the whole kind of profession that people get paid for their acts, right? Right. And that's, I think that's the biggest hurdle that needs to, I think that's the thing that I can help with the most. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm hoping I can help with the most is getting more people knowledgeable about the scene. Mm-hmm. Because I know, I think there's enough people where, you know, once places pack out mm-hmm. that are free, that's when you need to start mm-hmm. charging tickets. Otherwise, it makes no sense. Because if if it's so many people are showing up that people can't get in the mm-hmm. door, then that's a problem that mm-hmm. you know tickets will solve, and people mm-hmm. who are willing to pay tickets will do it. Comedians get paid more. More people find out about the scene. So more comics come because there's you know. Be, so before I wrap it up, I do want to kind of also do a bit of a questioning uh, area for like people from out of town, right? For example, you know, there's more comedians from the UK, let's say Slovakia, mm-hmm. Vienna. More people can look at the come and do shows in Berlin. Uh, mm-hmm. so, so for these kind of people that are like kind of looking to uh, gig and do spots here, do you have any particular message or do you have any particular kind of vision for how they kind of fit in? Uh, right now, I'm mainly focused on the local, mm-hmm. and that's just because that's the scene that I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, my goal is to make this big enough to where we have you know a lot of more showcase gigs mm-hmm. where we can have ticketed and that way we can pay you guys to come as well mm-hmm. so that way you're not just showing up to do three open mic spots which a lot of people are doing right now right but you can actually have you know showcases i mean that's one thing i'm thinking about doing maybe uh on, on days where we don't have shows or you know right now there's the fifth saturday of every month mm-hmm. where i'm thinking about just trying to find you know two people who can do hours or something like that right, you right. can have maybe one or two paid shows for that mm-hmm. and uh and go on from there but right now yeah it's 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 mainly about Supporting the local comedians, mm-hmm. figuring out what the best way to go forward, work right. going forward is, and then that's kind of a problem that I would love to have. Right. Okay. So again, it's a good problem to have, right? It's a good problem to have. If we if we can get a place where people from you know outside of outside of Germany mm-hmm. know about the place and want mm-hmm. to visit that place, that's good because that means there's enough interest where we're honestly already ticketing. Right. Perfect. We that's the biggest issue is how many people show up. Right, and then sign-up system for all these shows that you've mentioned. You know, going to be a show every, uh, every almost every day. The sign-up mm-hmm. system is going to be the same as it's been so far. Yeah, it's there... going to be the same. So right yeah. now, uh, that's something. Also, I would like to kind of modernize. Mm-hmm. I've seen I've seen some talk about people doing it. I mm-hmm. don't know what the perfect solution is, uh, but right now I'm leaving it up to the hosts. Right. Okay. So the host basically, and that's also to separate me because I don't want to be in charge. I don't want to have yeah. any power in terms of who the runs lineups shows. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's not my place. My place is to support the comedians, even if I don't understand your comedy. That's, okay. That's not. I'm. If I don't understand your comedy, that means I'm not your target audience member. Right. But that they exist. So in in that sense, the content is not going to be. I mean, are there going to be any overarching rules for content like censorship? Obviously, I'm assuming like it's probably not okay to go around saying the n word on stage for three minutes constantly. I would I would say no, but I mean <laughs> at the same time there might be a situation where that's right makes sense. I mean I'm sure that you know, South Park could figure out a right. funny way to do it, right. and you know I'm not going to blanketly say no to anything right away. Right, right, right. Uh, I mean it's a comedy club. That's it's right. where boundaries are meant to be pushed. Uh, there, there are rules, basically, you know, not treating the audience as hostile, basically. Right, right, right. Uh, I mean, yet again, general rules, and they'll come as problems right. occur. And then enforcing, it's probably going to be like, I guess every showrunner has the that being said. It'll be, it, I would say, there's more rules with the audience in terms of heckling at the beginning as well, right? Because, uh, but that, that's that's mainly it, and it's you know, this is a place for comedians to do comedy and audience to mm-hmm. listen to comedy. Mm-hmm. That's the number one rule. I haven't. That's the problem with uh, with the issues. I, you know, as many shows I've been to, maybe. Mm-hmm. 300 shows maybe mm-hmm. not maybe not that many mm-hmm. but en- enough to where I haven't seen a lot of these problems really occur where it's like you know a comedian does something that should be banned 
Yeah, it hasn't. I mean, there's a new rule at the comedy uh, cafe where you basically somebody came up and did the same thing, said the N word for a couple of times. Now there's a new there's a rule about not saying it. I mean, uh, yet again, if someone does that and it's not funny, it's not meant to be funny. Yeah. It's just for shock. Yeah, just yeah. That's clearly not you know. Okay, but the, good, the bottom line but... here, there's no censorship coming down from the from the management, as it were, and it's up to the discretion of the showrunners. So you know, showrunners, you have that's, the flexibility. I think that's the better way to do it because yet yeah. again, they're they're just incentivized as as me as putting mm-hmm. on great shows. Yeah. Uh, and to be perfectly honest, they have more expertise than I do in this. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because it's you know, their their reputation on the line, right? I, I'm, I'm my goal is to trust the people who have the expertise and and I you know I know a bit about mm-hmm. comedy, but I've never run a show. Right. That's why I'm trying to just support the people running the shows. Yeah, just handle the business. People will handle the art, right? Yeah. Okay, awesome, man. Thanks a lot for kind of taking time to chat with me. I'm uh, looking forward to kind of start performing at the wall. I'm looking forward to you performing there too. Any last... I'm looking forward to like performing there as well, and I don't think that'll be till February. There March. you go. There you go. So what's uh, any last uh, remarks, any plugs? Uh, where can they find you on social media? Do you have a page set up already? or? Uh, we have a page. It's called The Wall Comedy. Thewallcomedy.com is the best place to find us right mm-hmm. now, even though that's still under construction. There's... Mm-hmm. A lot that needs to be changed before we really go public with it, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, it's it, it, we're 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 currently integrating the Facebook pages. Once the uh, w- once the renovations get complete, we start getting pictures. We'll have Instagram, Facebook, Twitter set up. The whole shebang. And I just want to let you guys know that we are planning on Twitter uh, to do Fun Fact Fridays, mm-hmm. uh, where we give you fun facts about walls. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> walls, they they can be made out of paper. <laughs> Fun fact. Fun fact. <laughs> I looked go. up. I looked up two fun facts about walls, uh, and they're all about the Great Wall, Berlin Wall, and the like wall in the U.S. It's perfect, man. You got all, You got the trifecta of walls. You got the Chinese Great Wall, the Berlin Wall, and then you have the well, Mexico Wall. That ever goes up. Well, and you got mine. There you go. That's, that's the one here. <laughs> mine yeah. is by far the most fun. Perfect, man. Okay, well, thanks a lot, Foster, for for uh, you know jumping on the Labrador Energy Podcast, and look forward to being on the Wall Podcast as well, right? So keep an eye on this space, guys. We're gonna do another interview, another podcast. Once the wall opens, like one, two months in to kind of see how things are going and we'll do regular checkups to see, you know, keep an eye on our uh, on our dedicated stand-up comedy club here in Berlin, yeah? Sounds good. Looking forward right. to it. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks. Hey, this is uh, Dragosh. I wanted to let you know that you can sign up for my mailing list in order to get updates from me at dragoshcomedy.com. Just go there, put your name, your email, and I'll send you updates whenever I'm up to new podcasts, new shows, or in, in your area. You can also find me on Instagram at Dragosh Comedy or Facebook Dragosh Christian Comedy. Thanks a lot and uh, catch you guys in the next podcast.